You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, coming to you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts, and oh boy, was that a weekend for your New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Indiana Pacers Friday? Then the big matchup that everyone's been waiting for taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at home in the Smoothie King Center. And this was something. We're going to recap both those games and then take a look at the upcoming game tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. Is AD playing or not in this one? Because it's getting a little bit confusing how they're approaching all of this. We'll dive into all of that and more in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So Friday night, the Pelicans took on the Indiana Pacers on the road. Anthony Davis was playing in this one, though we know he was going to be under a reduced minute load. So let's start there. And that was AD playing just under 20 minutes, giving the Pelicans 15 points. He was also at the free throw line, three of six. But why am I pointing out three of six? That seems kind of weird here. That's because in the second half of the game, after the Pelicans came out firing, by the way, they scored 71 in the first half before just getting rolled in the second half entirely. It's really a tale of two halves here for New Orleans. But Anthony Davis goes to the line to shoot two free throws. And the Pacers fans, who famously kind of gave Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and some of the rest of the guys on the Lakers um, uh, some shit, basically. That's the only way to put it. While the trade talks between the Pelicans and Anthony Davis were ongoing, or the Pelicans and the Lakers were ongoing, they started chanting during his free throws, Your team hates you. Your team hates you. To Anthony Davis, he went 0 for 2 from the line there, and basically it seems like that shifted the course of the game. So, AD out of the way, we knew he was going to play in this one, but on limited minutes. Cool. Done. We don't need to talk about that anymore because there were some good games for some other guys here. The Pelicans, even though it was a 126-111 loss, came out firing. Again, 71 points in the first half for New Orleans compared to 58 for the Indiana Pacers. New Orleans looked good. Julius Randle had 15 in the first half. You had Drew Holiday with 9 points in the first half. Alfred Payton, who's back into the starting lineup, chipped in with 7 there as well. Etwan Moore was 7 off the bench. Jaleel Okafor put in 6. Czech Diallo, who's looked good these past 2 games, 9 points in the first half. Now, all of it did kind of come to a crushing halt in the second half. The Pelicans' leading scorer in the second half was Alfred Payton with eight. By the way, Payton, we should look at maybe the total numbers here, would probably be good. Alfred Payton scored 15 on the night. Julius Randle, 15 as well. His rebound totals were low, though, just four. Anthony Davis, again, 15. Check Diallo, 16 points. And guess what? Particularly in the certain half, second half, he was active on the boards. This dude grabbed 18 rebounds in this game. We don't often have a lot of positive things to say about Check Diallo, but his energy in the second half when no one else really seemed to be carrying or even making shots or trying all that hard for the Pelicans really went out and hustled and got himself 18 boards, 16 points. Pretty good on the night. That's 16 points, by the way, on just seven shot attempts. He went to the line seven times, hit six of them. Nothing really to complain about there for 
the the youngster who just has not shown it overall in his career here in New Orleans. But that was encouraging. And the next game, which we'll talk about with the Lakers, was encouraging as well. On the night, by the way, Jaleel Okafor, not a ton of minutes for him. Just under 17, 6 points, 5 rebounds. I don't know what's going on there, and we'll take a look at it coming up in a second here. But he's been kind of quiet recently. Maybe AD getting back into things has really messed that rhythm up that he was having. But man, he looked good for a little bit. Not as great now. Frank Jackson, bit of a rough shooting night. 3 of 10 from the field. 0 for 4 from deep, 8 points, but he did get almost 27 minutes of action. That's what you want to see. Uh, Kenrich Williams, Kenny Hustle, as he's been known, had a rough shooting night as well. Worse than Jackson was 2 of 10 from the field, 2 of 7 from behind the arc. He finished with 6 points on the night, didn't get to the free throw line at all, but did grab 5 boards. But 6 and 5 from him, we're expecting more from that. The 3-point shooting, we've hoped for more as well. So just an off night for the Pelicans overall. For the first half, they were 28 of 48 from the field, including 8 of 16 from 3. So they're close to 60% from the field there. Second half, 15 of 45, just 33%. Didn't hit a three in the second half. When you have nights like that, you're going to lose a whole bunch of games. And the Pelicans lost this one, which, depending on how you look at it, is totally okay because I think that's what most people want to see from this team going forward. Except for the game the next night, Saturday night, in New Orleans during Mardi Gras parades against the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to talk about that one in just a moment. So before we get to that big matchup, which everyone was waiting for, don't forget about the Locked On NBA podcast Monday through Friday, giving you everything you need to know going on around the association. There's a lot. There are some tight playoff races. There's some intrigue. There be players being held out, not just here in New Orleans, but elsewhere due to rest. How's that going to shake up the standings? We've got it covered always on the Locked On NBA podcast. So make sure you listen and subscribe. All right, so the game you've all been waiting for, I think all of New Orleans has been waiting for now that this trade drama has kind of been out in the air. Anthony Davis is unhappy. The team has to play him and all of that. So first questions first, was he going to be playing in this game? And the answer, maybe unsurprisingly, was no, he was not. They were holding him out on the second night of the back-to-back. It was reported by Andrew Lopez of NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune, that this had kind of been negotiated with the NBA from the get-go, that they knew this would be happening. And I think most of New Orleans was kind of disappointed. Even though they don't want to see Anthony Davis play, the Lakers are in a tenuous position to get into the playoffs at best. And throwing Anthony Davis out there seems like it would help that team, uh, the Pelicans, beat the Lakers, keeping them out of the playoffs, and hurting Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Clutch Sports just a little bit more after the failed attempt to get him to his preferred destination, the Los Angeles Lakers. But he was out of this one, so he couldn't go out there and hurt the Lakers, so it was seemed like maybe, just maybe, this was going to help the Lakers win the game and Anthony Davis was somehow doing a solid to his potentially future team. But guess what? That was not the case with the Pelicans coming away with a 128-115 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right, 128-115. While there was a parade going on outside, multiple parades, on Saturday night here in New Orleans, there was a parade of scoring by the Pelicans inside the Smoothie King Center. New Orleans put up 42 points in the first quarter. They had a 20-point lead at one point and were led by Drew Holiday in this one. He was the best player on the court for anybody. He finished with 27 points on the night, 10 of 18 from the field, 5 of 9 from deep, grabbed 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 
assists, just one turnover and three steals. He was kind of doing everything. Didn't guard LeBron James a ton in this one, but he was hitting some threes, including one that ended the half, which uh, put the New Orleans Pelicans up and really kind of set the tone for them just in general. He was outstanding in this one. Julius Randle, who was on LeBron James duty for a little bit of time in this one, 24 points on the night, just three rebounds. His rebounding totals are low the past two games, a little bit weird. Four turnovers, five assists. He was two of seven from deep, nine of 17 from the field overall. Then you had Czech Diallo again coming in in almost 19 minutes of play. This dude was a perfect eight of eight. That's 100% from the field folks for two or two from the line again another 100% grabbed 10 rebounds and put in 18 points on the night he had also a couple of blocks that are highlight real worthy dude was just kind of flying everywhere doing what needed to be done and really energized this team and this team completely fed off it you even saw Ian Clark in this one 10 of 12 from the field 17 points Alfred Payton back again in the starting lineup 14 points nine assists probably his best performance in just his 20th game of the season or at least since the beginning of the year for the Lakers LeBron played well there's no denying that 27 points 12 assists seven rebounds he had four turnovers as well his teammates just could not get it done yes Brandon Ingram put it in in the stat sheet wise with 29 points but just didn't feel that impactful. And yeah, you know, the Lakers were down by three points at one point in the first half, but that was as close as they got. And basically the Pelicans ran away with this. There were boos for LeBron James in intros, along with cheers. But then once the play started, he was getting booed left and right. And this fan base was letting him hear it. There are a ton of Lakers fans, though, there in the Smoothie King Center. But because it's Mardi Gras and you wear purple, gold, and green, you can kind of drown him out a little bit. So this was an excellent performance. Anthony Davis on the bench on the sideline kind of looked half engaged, half into this, half not. And you understand why. He wanted the Lakers to win. He wants that Lakers team in the playoffs. You all know this. But it didn't happen in this one. Some other guys we got to mention, too, for the Pelicans. Kenrich Williams, again, another bit of a struggle. 11 points on the night. Did see his rebounds go up. Seven of those total, including seven assists. He's got some passing ability. Can play in transition in the fast break. You saw him spark a few of those then hit a three in transition as well nice to see but not the best shooting night when you're 10 or sorry four of 10 from the field okafor limited minutes again still maybe this has to do with diallo playing exceptionally well for the pelicans right now he was four of seven from the field 10 points just three rebounds kind of quiet night frank jackson struggling to shoot again five points on the night two of 10 from the field one of six from deep hopefully you can his confidence doesn't take a hit in this but he did have six rebounds uh um, so you kind of see him at least contributing into the stack column in other ways, but you'd like to see a little bit better shooting there from him. Falcons were just good on the night. There's no other way to say it. They got out in the fast break, scoring 18 points. They limited the turnovers uh, and won the turnover battle while the Lakers had more. Did kind of exactly what they wanted to do. And after the game, Alvin Gentry said as much that, yeah, they went out and they played and controlled the pace probably better than they have all season long. And that's why they kind of led to this win. You didn't have Anthony Davis in there potentially kind of making a muck of things and not caring or trying and making you feel kind of weird. You could just go out and play and it's like a burden is off of these guys' shoulders and it's nice to see. They can go out and just play some basketball and it's a lot of fun to watch them do that. So big win for the Pelicans. Normally we want them to lose at this point of the season. I don't think anyone wanted 
wanted to lose them. Uh, wanted them to lose this one. Neither did I. So it was nice to see. Way to stick it to LA. They're gonna get another chance on Wednesday coming up, which of course we'll preview in a day or so here for you guys. So if you're in your fantasy basketball playoffs or potentially the championship game at this point, you need every advantage to help you win those bragging rights and that money from the league. The best way to do it is the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Host Josh Lloyd's going to tell you everything you need to know about what waiver wire pickups to help you get that edge, win your league, win the money, win those bragging rights. Again, make sure you listen and subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. So the Pelicans take on the Philadelphia 76ers tonight in the Smoothie King Center. This should be a fun one. You're always going to get kind of local, maybe kind of favorite, I guess, in Ben Simmons, even though his one year at LSU wasn't particularly great. I don't think he really wanted to be there in general and instead wanted to make the jump straight to the NBA, which it sounds like future guys are going to at least be able to do. But kind of weird situation I guess no Joel Embiid tonight for the 76ers and I'm going to go kind of quickly through this as I've still been losing my voice from being sick you're going to be missing his 27.3 points per game along with 13 and a half rebounds and three and a half assists that is a significant loss and almost two blocks too a significant loss for the Philadelphia 76ers in this one but Tobias Harris has been excellent since coming over in the trade averaging 19 and 8 in his short period of time just the six games there of course Jimmy Butler traded for earlier in in the year two, giving them 18.7 and five to go along with almost four assists. You still got JJ Redick. When JJ Redick's like your fourth or fifth best player on a team, that is a scary, scary roster. He's putting in over 18 points per game. He's doing it on almost 32%. Or sorry. 39% shooting from deep. He's also averaging almost eight a game. There's some volume there. He can swing a game quickly if he's left open. Then, of course, there is Ben Simmons. He's given the this Sixers team 17 points per game, almost eight assists and nine rebounds. He is a fun young player to watch, but he needs to learn how to shoot some threes and needs to take them not be a coward as the shirts have been pointed out and are out there. Defensively, this team is... Pretty decent. They're kind of right in the middle of the road there. They do a couple of things well. They're not great at forcing turnovers, but they force you to take bad shots. If Diallo wants to have another perfect performance, he's going to have to work hard to get inside. Without Joel Embiid, that should be a little bit easier. He's so good at taking away the paint from opposing teams that maybe it opens up a little bit more. But it forces these t- uh, opponents to take bad shots, which can be a big problem. But without him in there, that gets alleviated just a little bit. Offensively, they're very efficient. They are a very, very good team in the top 10, and they shoot well. They get to the rim. They don't take a ton of threes at all, but they will get into the paint and try and score, and they can do that. And without Anthony Davis, maybe in there, I'm assuming he's going to play, but with only half-hearted defense, they might kind of feast on the inside. So it's going to be up to Randall, Diallo, Okafor to really try and keep them out of there, not make it easy. And then maybe that's how the Pelicans get a win, but they're significantly overmatched in this one for the 76ers, who are fourth in the Western Conference with a record of 38-22. and So I like seeing the young guys play. That's all we're looking forward to see some improvement and to see some good games from those players so that's all we really care about right and if a loss comes our way not too bad as let's improve that draft pick given that playoffs are basically out of the picture for new orleans and they're not mathematically eliminated just yet 
All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy that win over the weekend. Keep preparing for Mardi Gras. We're going to have a lot of fun over the next two weeks here in the Crescent City. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.